pretty crazy, lots of different games, and tonight we're doing a white elephant gift exchange, so we'll, we'll see how that goes, so everyone will get a $5 gift, so nothing more, hopefully no one brings in an iPad or anything and uh, pulls a Michael Scott on everybody, but uh, what is it, not an iPad, iPod, sorry, it was 2006 when that came out, um, all right, so uh, this morning, we're going to have some fun. I've got some uh, things that we are going to do here. And uh, we are talking about the light has come. Your light has come. Not the light, but I guess it is the light. Your light has come uh, from our verse in Isaiah 60, which uh, let's read that real quickly. Isaiah 60, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you, all assembly, and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you, to you the riches of the nations will come. So this is a very hopeful verse. Uh, the Christmas season, do you guys get just, I don't know, get consumed with Christmas season? You watch Christmas movies almost every night, you make Christmas cookies, you sing Christmas songs. Am I the only one? Okay, we got some people that are Christmas consumers, or I shouldn't say Christmas consumers, but you're consumed with the Christmas spirit of the year and with Christ and We've been reading uh, the Christmas story every morning. My kids have had a Mr. Breeding Bible study every single morning this Christmas season. And so they've been getting some in-depth look on Luke chapter 1 and 2. And so that's been pretty good. And uh, we just, you know, it's the season. I, I've been saying phrase, I've been listening to a lot of Christmas music and it just kind of gets in you, right? The Christmas music just gets in you and you find yourself quoting Christmas music lyrics to people in phrases, right? Someone's down and you're like, this is the season to be jolly, Right? <laughs> And I just, it's just in you, right? You just listen to it, and it just consumes you, and it just comes out of you. And so uh, this morning, I want to talk about this, uh, this idea of the light of God uh, coming and consuming us and how it changes us. And when the light comes and enters into us, we get changed. We get, as this verse says, we, we become radiant. Uh, we become like him. And so uh, this morning, we're going to read from Luke chapter 2 about the shepherds and the angels and what they, the shepherds saw. And I'm, we're going to have some fun, all right? I said we're going to have some fun. we got a lot of kids in this room, and so that's awesome because I need uh, kids uh, from 1 to 92. And so no, we need 92 kids today. Uh, no, we're going to um, do a little skit, all right? So we're going to read the Christmas story uh, in Luke 2 about the angels and the shepherds, and we're going to do a skit. As I read it, I'm going to need some, some people to come up here and act it out and do a little improv. We used to do, I think we did it, maybe we didn't do it last year, did we? Two years ago or so. We've done things before in this church where we had all the decorations and all the uh, outfits and people would come, kind of, what do we call that? The living uh, scene or something, Christmas story, live nativity. Yeah, we would do that. Remember we've done that and Pastor Jeff would have the, uh, the fishing pole with the, the light on it and people would have to, someone chased it or something. Anyways, that was fun. But we're not going to do it that extensively, but we are going to do a little improv, okay? So I'm going to need some volunteers this morning. 
Uh, let's see. We're gonna in this story. Here's the actors we're gonna need. We're gonna need some shepherds. So let's let's get about three shepherds. So come on up. All right, Arlo. Yeah, let's come on. Yeah, AC. You guys wanna come up? Luke. All right, these are my shepherds. Good, perfect. Little shepherds. Look at these shepherds. Come stand over here. You guys can stand off off stage. All right, Zoe. I'm gonna need you in a second. You're gonna be an angel because you're my angel. <laughs> or do you wanna be a sheep? She might be wanna be a sheep. All right, I need some angels. Yeah, come on, angels, angels, two angels there. Who else? Angel, come on up. Angel, there we go. All right, lots of girl angels. Kind of like touched by an angel. Was there a guy sent touched by an angel? The death guy. The angel of death was a, was a guy and touched by the angel. Touched by an angel? All right, we're going to need some uh, sheep. We're going to need some sheep. We want some sheep. You want to be a sheep instead? All right, and my shepherds, go over there, shepherds. Go over there, go over there, uh, yonder. You want to be a sheep? All right, this is my sheep. You want to be a sheep? You'll be a sheep. All right. These are my angels. All right. Uh, we're going to need Mary and Joseph. Who wants to be Mary and Joseph? All right. Since your, your mom's name is Mary, Becca, come on up. You'll be Mary this morning. Uh, Joseph. Who wants to be Joseph? Jo- Joseph. Okay. All right. Come on up. All right. Uh, Hallie's Joseph. We're doing like a Greek style. I feel like we need a, we need a guy. I'm sorry, Hallie. We're just, you can be a... Uh, what else do I need? You can be... Um, an angel, Hallie, if you want to. Joseph, come here. Austin, come on. There we go. Austin's Joseph. All right. And we need, um, we need a baby Jesus. We need a baby Jesus. All right, come here, William. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the tallest kid in here is baby Jesus. All right, so here we go. You guys are going to improv, all right? We're going to improv this. So I'm going to read the story and I'm going to pause and give you a little bit of a time to kind of make up something on the spot, okay? So angels, go, from, go over there, way over there on the other side, angels. Yep, go over there. Mary and Joseph in the middle. Baby Jesus in the middle. Sheep, you guys are shepherds. You guys need your sheep. Sheep, go over to your shepherds. Zoe, go to your shepherd. Go to your shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. All right, here we go. In the same region, Luke 2, here we go. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Take care of your flock, shepherds. Watch over them. Great job. All right. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them. Come, angels, all the way from a far distance. They have come from heaven to earth. Come on over. All right. They have come from afar, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. Oh, oh, we got actors in the audience, too. All right. The glory of the Lord shone around them. All right. Flash was okay. And they were terrified. Ah! <laughs> but the angel said to them, hey, look at that. Good job. For look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Say verse 11. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. That's good. All right. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth, lying in a manger. Is that your wrapping? Okay. Suddenly, there was a multitude of the heavenly host and the angel praising God and saying, close. Okay, we got some angels in the audience. What did they, what is it, what did they say? Glory. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, where's heaven? The office. Over there. 
Church offices. Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, the shepherd said, which the Lord has made known to us. The Lord has made known to you something. This is Bethlehem right here. Nice. This is a very low-budget film. They hurried off, which they just did, and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Still there. That's good. After seeing them, they reported the message. They were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Go report it. Go to your people. Go to your people. Report it. What happened? Go report it. Baby was born. Good. Look, they're scattering all into the nations, the nation of Israel right now. All right, they all told him. All right, but Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. That's how you meditate. The shepherds returned, which they just did, and glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. Good job. Thank you. We'll have food in the break room for the actors afterwards. That's all you're going to get. All right, so this story is familiar to you. Um, maybe in not this way, it's not so familiar. But you've, you've heard this story uh, before. You, you, we've, we've seen it before. Uh, and I want to focus on a couple things here. Uh, number one, just the, the glory of God. Just repre- the, the glory, what that represents. You know, glory in the Bible uh, represents this, a, a significant, mo- important moment. Really, uh, there's a word that it means weight, like a physical weight that happens. Uh, or it, it could also mean honor. And when I think of the glory of the Lord, I just think of his, his, his presence. Whenever I read, like, glory in the Bible, I just his overwhelming presence. Uh, so we focus on that. I also want to focus on these two, two things specifically, is the good news, all right, that, you, that they heard, right? The shepherds heard the good news. And the calling that they received, right? After they witnessed the light, the glory of God, they received a calling right there in that moment. After seeing Jesus, they were filled with such excitement that they had to go out and do something with what they had just witnessed, right? They consumed it, and they said, I've changed. I have to go and do something, and their natural reaction was to just leave that moment and spread the good news. And so we see that. And they did this with great joy. They spread the good news. It was good news of great joy to the world, which we sing about, joy to the world. So how did this joy, how did this, uh, the goodness, of, how did this enter into our world? Um, how did the people see him? They saw him as a baby, a human being coming into this world, into this dark world, breaking through. They saw him as a human being who broke into this dark world. Isaiah 9 is also another uh, prophecy here, kind of like um, Isaiah 60. Do you see that one, Brad? I'm sorry, I'm kind of mixing you up here. You can go to Isaiah 9 too. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And so the Christmas season, uh, you guys, anyone ever go out and look at Christmas lights or you live in a neighborhood that they're very, they have a lot of Christmas lights in their neighborhood or there's certain places around town that you go to to go and see lights. Christmas lights is a, is a big deal uh, for us. We, it's, a, it's a big tradition that I've always done as a kid. I've always enjoyed seeing people put Christmas lights up on their house. Um, it's always been, been nice. And so I've got a couple pictures here. All right. So 
we've got a couple of different types of people that put up Christmas lights, right? So go ahead and, 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 and go through these, uh, these pictures here, Brad. All right, you got this one. There, ooh, I, <laughs> some reaction was, whoa, that's a lot going on there. Uh, maybe you like that. I mean, it's, it's very festive. There's lots of lights. Uh, the picture can't really see every little thing, but I think there's a, a manger scene there. There's Frost as a snowman. Lots of different props and things. There's a, there's a lot happening here. It kind of looks a little messy, but you could probably see this from space, right? Like the Geico commercial. All right, go to the next one. Kind of a similar one, but it's a little more classier, a little more, you know, I like how they put the, the, the lights on the side of the house. Like, that's kind of neat. It kind of looks like a, a present. So that one's, that one's pretty nice. All right, maybe you like more classic uh, full, uh, full house, not full house, uh, <laughs> Home Alone, right? Kind of looks like a Home Alone house where it's uh, very, just the white lights, very, very nice looking. All right, or you might like another kind of classic blue. That looks kind of nice. Right, you got the blue lights there. Not, not a lot going on except just blue. Uh, maybe you're like this next person who, uh, very creative. I like that one. That's pretty cool, right? Uh, maybe the Christmas season, uh, you're really tired. It's the end of the year. And so maybe you're like this next guy who really didn't try very hard. He just, I mean, at this point, why even bother putting lights up, right? Either go big, you know, or go home. Guess this guy's just home, and uh, not a not a lot there to do that. But uh, <laughs> you ever see those kind of like those those houses that have like one little line on their house, and you're like, what's the point of that? Like, anyways, I, we're kind of actually like that. We <laughs> next year we'll be bigger. All right, or uh, you could be like this guy who's very creative there with the sign. <laughs> Ditto. You might have seen this one before, where this guy neighborhood. Beside him, it looks nice, right? You would like to see that. And then the guy beside him, ditto. We'll, we'll do this. It means the same thing, right? We, we did the same thing. Uh, go to the next one. This one is uh, Gervin Road lights here in Jacksonville. This is my own picture. Uh, Gervin Road lights in Jacksonville here off of uh, Atlantic over there, way off of, in there. And so uh, we, we like to do this every year. We like to travel to this uh, location in the whole neighborhood has these lights. And you're probably, a lot of you Jacksonville people are familiar with this area. Uh, you go there and it's overwhelming, right? You go there and uh, we have a van with a, with a, I don't know if I should say this, but uh, everyone's going really slow. You're going very slow, you know, basically parked. And so my kids are standing up in the moonroof, you know, looking at the lights like this. You're looking around, right? There's some people in their trucks looking around, the back of their trucks. Because you go there and it's just like a dome of lights all around you. And you're driving through that neighborhood and it's just overwhelmingly uh, beautiful. And my kids, Luke and Zoe, uh, they get so consumed with this moment, these lights, that they have to express themselves, right? They have such, you know, a little frame, little body, and there's so much going on with the, the beauty of this neighborhood and the lights that they just have to express themselves. And what they do is they exclaim to everybody driving, Merry Christmas, everyone driving, Merry Christmas. And everyone's very friendly, you know, Merry Christmas. Um, so it's a really awesome experience. Uh, what they don't tell you is that it takes about an hour from, uh, from the road to get to the neighborhood because of the traffic. And so the hour getting there is very dark, right? And you're just like, okay, I know it's coming. The kids are like, well, I'm tired, you know, I'm ready to go see the lights, where are the lights? You're like, it's coming, it's coming, I promise the light is coming. And so that stressful hour before you get there. But then when you get there, it's, oh, the light has come, oh. And then when you leave, it's like, oh, darkness again. <laughs> I'm hungry.
hungry. Chick-fil-A. All right, the light of Chick-fil-A. Thank you. Nuggets. Get them the nuggets. And they feed the nuggets and they fall asleep. And you peace again on the way home until you get home to our crazy dog. All right. No dog stories. My youth know my dog stories. I'm not going to share those. But throughout Scripture, uh, the glory of the Lord is, is displayed through some sort of light. Every time there, uh, God shows up in these circumstances, there's some sort of light that happens. And I just want to briefly run through just a couple of these examples through Scriptures. And I'm not, nothing's going to be on there. I'm just going to, you, you might be familiar with these stories. But in Genesis 15, Abraham makes, God makes a covenant with Abraham, and there's a flaming torch of God that, that passes through the, the sacrifices. It represents God's presence going through. Uh, Pastor Brian said it earlier, the burning bush moment of Moses, right? When God shows up in Moses' life, it's a burning bush. There's a light that shines on Moses, and Moses has this uh, unique experience with God and this calling after he sees the light. Then you have uh, another Moses experience in Exodus 34 where, where Moses is like, God, I want to see you. If I'm going to do this thing, I've got to see you. And God passed through the rock. He said, you can't see my face, Moses, or you'll, you'll just die. There's too much glory. <laughs> but I'm going to pass through, and you're going you're gonna to briefly see, uh, see me. And so he did that. And afterwards, Moses' face uh, was shining, right? He had to put a veil over his face because his face was shining from this experience of seeing this, this light. Uh, in Leviticus 9, where the start of the priestly ministry, when the priests were being ordained into this ministry of going before the Lord and making sacrifices, Moses and Aaron said to the priests, he said, you're going you're gonna to see God's glory. And when they did, it was the fire of God consumed the sacrifice. And there was a fire and a moment of intense seeing of this, this light of God's glorious fire from heaven. Another similar experience, when Solomon dedicated the temple to God uh, in Second Chronicles, uh, there was a moment when they prayed, and after they prayed, fire from heaven consumed the temple, and the people saw it, right? Have you ever been really close to fire, and you can just, you can feel it? And it's almost like when, you, when you're away from the fire, you still kind of feel it on your face, right, the heat of it. And so in that moment, God's glory shone with fire. Um, in Ezekiel 1, when God calls Ezekiel to be a prophet, uh, in Ezekiel 1, he says this to, to, to Ezekiel. Uh, it says, from what seemed to be, oh, sorry, the appearance of the brilliant light all around was like that of a rainbow and a cloud on a rainy day. This was the appearance of the likeness of the Lord's glory. Ezekiel said, when I saw it, I fell face down and heard a voice speaking. So when he saw this light, he saw the light, and there was a calling afterward in Ezekiel, the prophet's life. And then you go into the New Testament, and you see in Acts 2, uh, well, you see also in Luke 2, we just read about God's glory shining. Uh, but then in Acts 2, we see the fire of God once again lighting up, and there's a tongues of fire on people's heads where the light of God, his glory, is entering into the body of these people, their, their temple. And you see the light of God in that moment. And then lastly, in, in uh, Revelation, there's also more. This, this isn't an uh, exhaustive list. There's, there's way more other experiences. But in Revelation, at the very end, we see that God is, Jesus is the light of eternity. There will be no more darkness, and he is the light. And so throughout all these encounters of God with this light, uh, they were written down for us. Obviously, we, we read them. And we can experience, as we read these stories we can experience the same thing as we read the scriptures, as we see God's light appearing to other people 
It's as if he's also appearing to us. And we read these scriptures in the Old Testament, and all these scriptures in the Old Testament, these moments of light and God's glory lead us to this moment when Jesus, the light of the world, comes. John 8, 12 says, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And he comes in this moment in in the Gospels, and all the Old Testament leads us to this moment. Boom, it happens. The light has come. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Oh, the shepherds see it, and they go go out and, and preach about it. And now the New Testament leads us to this moment, once again, to the light of eternity, the light of heaven returning to this dark world. So 2020 has been a year of not so good news, right? Uh, Maybe this year in December, you've had a hard time kind of getting to this place of joy in this season. Uh, Tis the season to be jolly, but maybe it's been hard this year. And so December was like, okay, we got to, I guess we got to finish the year with Christmas, but you know, what can go, you know, probably something will go wrong with Christmas, you know, and, and, and still we're facing things, right? The people are facing things. But, but this year, at the very end of the year, we can kind of look back at things and, and we see all the news that have happened. And we look back and it's been a, it's been a difficult year. Um, but hopefully during this season, you can kind of look back with that light. The light has come. You can look back and see how God has moved and how he has done things this year, even though it has been a hard year. It's been a year of bad news. Hopefully you can see the good news that God has done things and he's still doing things and he's going to still do great things in the future. So the good news of Jesus, um, we've looked at that. Second is this uh, idea of of calling in our lives. For me, uh, the church has been a wonderful place where I have... uh, felt the, the, this light of Jesus. I've, I've felt God's love as we talk about his love. I've felt it more through the church than ever anywhere else in this world. I felt his love through people like you, through the church. Uh, growing up in church, I felt his love, his presence, his glory, the weight of God's glory in the church. Um, and when his glory falls and when his glory is felt, I mean, it's it, there's moments in my life where I've the glory of God, his presence has been really thick, right? And it's in those moments when God's glory is really thick that I feel very light, right? Not to say lights like this, but like physically light. Like his, his importance comes down, and I'm like, man, God is the most important <laughs> ever. His glory is so, it's overwhelming. And I get this feeling of I'm, I'm free, I'm light, I, I can move, uh, probably, you know, some, I've, I could go through all these different experiences of, of feeling that way. One of them, I was at, uh, we were at IHOP um, Kansas City for the One Thing Conference when they used to do that every year, and uh, Matt Redman was playing Dancing Generation. You guys know that song? Maybe? All right. And uh, anyways, he was playing it, and it's, you know, a song, you just kind of get up and move, and I started just dancing. I just felt like, you know, so light and so free in that moment because we were just so focused on God's glory and his goodness that it causes us to just... Uh, not have any of these burdens. We just feel his presence. So as people of God, uh, Jesus is giving us a, a calling, a mandate now that, that we are the light of the world. I mean, he says he's the light of the world, but then he turns around and says it right to the church, to us. He says, you are the light of the world. Matthew 5 says it like this. He says, you are 
the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So when they see us doing things for somebody else, they're not saying, wow, you are so important for doing that. You are so awesome for doing that. They might, but then you say, you know, glory be to God, right? I'm giving the glory to the Lord. Look at him. Look at him. And so what we do is we're just a light and a reflection of his light so that people can go to the light and glorify him. In 2 Corinthians 4, it says like this, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show this surpassing power that is from God and not from us. It's like the song we sing, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Uh, I actually did a song request, which um, I don't think, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to do, but my wife is the you know, worship leader. So I had a song request that we could do, Go Tell It on the Mountain this morning, and they did it. You know, and that song brings back a lot of old, you know, memories. Uh, I used to sing it as a kid. And for some reason, I always think of a train in that song. Why is that? Go tell it on the mountain. I don't know. I think of like a train. Was there like a, coming around the mountain? Maybe I'll get those mountain songs, you know, all mixed up. Uh, but that, that go tell it on the mountain is that same scene from the shepherd story we read this morning. You know, that same thing. Go tell it on the mountain. Your face now that you've seen the light, your face is filled with the light of Jesus. Go Tell it on the mountain. Show your face to other people, and they can see God. Um, there's a prayer here in Ephesians 1.18 that says this. I pray, and we're going to get back to this in a, at the end. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his people. I hope that our, our prayer this season is that our, our, our hearts would be enlightened, we can kind of have a play on words there with the enlightened, um, that the light would go inside of us in our hearts, that the light of Christ would would get inside of us. We would become this this light to the people around us uh, because they need it more than ever. So here at the end, um, I want to get to a place of prayer in a a minute, Um, but before we get there, uh, I just have a few things more about the church itself. I said the church is the light of the world. And uh, the church is this, you know, we, we, rep- we, we see during this Christmas season, Jesus uh, coming, you know, God coming as a, as a, as a man uh, through Jesus. And now when Jesus ascends back into heaven, he, he gives us the Holy Spirit to be uh, this continual. The church is the continuing incarnation of Christ. We continue on. We are the hands and the feet of the message that Jesus started with. We're continuing that as we go through this world. So um, how is, real quick, how is the church the light of the world? How are we the light of the world? What are we doing to offer light to people? What, who are we exactly? And I want to just give three little defining moments, and I don't have a whole lot to say about each one, but uh, how we, the, we are the light of the world is that, number one, we have an eternal perspective. 
as Christ followers, we have, like I said, we, Old Testament points us to Jesus. New Testament, we're, we're going towards Jesus again. And so we have this eternal perspective that no matter what, what's going on in this world, we have eternity in our hearts. We recognize that Jesus is still on the throne. We recognize that he has a plan, even if it sometimes feels like we don't know the plan. He has a plan. We have this eternal perspective. We have this understanding and this knowledge as the church that we can offer to people, right? There's a fear of the unknown that people have, right? When they're living in darkness, it's unknown, not sure what's happening. This year has been lots of opportunities where people are like, I don't know what's happening. But as the church, we, we can't be like, well, we know exactly what's happening because we have to be honest with ourselves too. We sometimes don't know or feel like we know what's happening. But when we get into the presence of the Lord, when we get into his light, when we get into his glory, those things kind of just, the, the unknown just kind of, oh, you know what? There's peace that surpasses understanding. <laughs> and that peace is Jesus, right? He's the Prince of Peace. And we get into his glory and his presence. And when we do that, we can go into these other situations where people don't understand things and we can just stand there. They're like, why are you smiling? Things are going crazy. You know, I like smiling. Smiling's my favorite. You're like, what? Elf movie? Quote? Okay, I told you I'm consumed with Christian, uh, Christmas right now. Um, but you can, you can be there smiling and radiating the love of God to these people. And even if we, they don't know or scared or anxious about what's going on. And so we have, as a church, we have an eternal perspective that we can offer counsel to people. We can, we can give that to people, but we have to make sure that we are staying in his presence daily. Because you know that feeling when you stray away a little bit, you start to feel that darkness. You start to feel like the darkness, the God of this age has, you know, you start to feel that veil, the darkness of this age, the God of this age. And you're like, what is happening? I'm starting to feel this way. Where am I? What's going on? You start to drift further and further away, and Jesus' light, all of a sudden you see it in the distance, and you're like, oh, yeah, the light. <gasps> ah, yes, now I get it. I don't fully get it, but I, I get, I sort of get it. You feel it, right? So we have this eternal perspective. Next, as the church, we're the light of this world. We're, we're the winning team, right? Let's just, we're the winning team. We, we see the victory of Christ over sin, over death, right? The, the biggest enemy, sin and death. Jesus is victorious over that. And we're a part of this winning team. Um, my son, you know, likes to watch, we, we like to watch highlights of, of football, highlights in our home. And um, we like to watch games that, you know, uh, old highlights of Jaguar games that they, they actually won. You know, he wants to watch the old, old games that they won a game, right? And you're sitting there, I'm watching games from like five years ago, knowing that they won, right? Knowing that the Jaguars won the game, but like the other team might score something in the highlight. But this is a five-year-old game. And I'm sitting there like, you know, at the time when I watched it, it was like, oh, right? They scored, oh no. But when you watch the highlight, you're like, it doesn't matter. You know, Jaguars are winning in the end. Right? So you kind of watch it with a different perspective. You're like, you know the outcome of the game already while you're watching those old highlights. Um, and so, like last night when I watched the first quarter of the Alabama-Florida game, I already knew the ending, you know. I already knew Alabama was going to take over. But anyways, so we as the church are the winning team. Um, and then lastly, I'm just trying to give us some encouragement, right, as the church, because we've been through a lot here. Lastly, I want you to feel good about this. And we're, we're a group of superheroes, Right? I mean, we're, come on, we're a group of, we're a group of superheroes. We, we know the ultimate Superman, right? Getting really cheesy here. We know Jesus. Uh, we, 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 we experience his goodness and his love. And what it does to us, it changes us. And it, and, it, and it makes us have this strength and this power that no matter what happens in life, 
we can see and find the good in it. I mean, that sounds crazy, but Jesus tells us to rejoice in our suffering, right? And so that's a superpower. When you step into a moment that seems so hopeless and seems so broken, and as you carry the light of God, right, humans, we are the carriers of God's light as the church. You step into these situations, and you can see good in it when no one else can. That's a superpower that you have as Christ followers. So we're just a, a big group of, of, of superheroes. And what do superheroes do? They, they, they go and rescue people. You know, it's their calling. They go and, and, and stand by people that are having a hard time. And there's a song here um, that I want to quote, and I'm going to read it here. And uh, we're going we're gonna to end here. Um, so if you guys want to come up, play some music, we can spend some time in prayer. But here's a good song. Um, it's called Stand By Me. And uh, this is like the cry of people. Listen, this is like the cry of people's hearts. This is the cry of our hearts as the church. We need each other. We need to encourage each other. If, if there's somebody in the church that's kind of drifting away, we need to make sure that we're going after those people. Zoe's just coming up to the altar. She just wants to, you know, get her heart right with the Lord. So good job, Zoe. So here's the song. When the night has come and the land is dark and the moon is the only light we'll see. No, I won't be afraid. Oh, I won't be afraid. Just as long as you stand, stand by me. This is the people crying out for this love of God. The night has come, but as people of the church, as Christ followers, we're we're the moon. (laughs) We reflect the sun. We reflect the light. The only reason the moon has any glory is because the light of the sun reflecting on it. And so we are this reflection of God's goodness and love to the world. So darling, darling, stand by me. If the sky that we look upon should tumble and fall or the mountains should crumble to the sea, I won't cry, I won't cry. No, I won't shed a tear. Just as long as you stand, stand by me. In Song of Solomon, I'm going to read a Song of Solomon here, 2-2. This is a, a verse about the church, I believe. Like a lily among thorns is my darling among the young women. Just this idea that we as the church are this beauty in the ashes. As Christ's followers, we, we're this beautiful darling uh, uh, that we can come and, and love the people that are living in darkness. So I want to pray this morning that if you have um, just the good news of Christ, maybe you're not feeling it, you know, maybe you've been drifting a little bit and the good, and you want that good news, just that light of, of, of God to shine in your hearts. Well, I mean, we need that daily anyways, but I want you to pray just to receive that, that, that light once again. Um, Brad, go to Luke 2.20. I think I have it on there. This is this verse here at the end of our story. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So if you want to hear and see the good news, I want you just to pray about that. That you want to be like these shepherds that see the light of God's glory shining. And you need your heart to just be enlightened. Ephesians 1.18, you need the, the light of life to just enter your heart. So let, let that be a prayer this morning. Let that be a prayer to receive this morning. And then a prayer also, secondly, is, is to receive this calling. I'm going to say something really bold here, and this is going to be like a, a prophetic proclamation 
for the year 2021. You ready for this? You nervous, Brian? Nope. Okay. I believe the church will be even more important, significant in 2021 than ever before. Why? Because we are increasing from glory to glory. We're increasing from significance to significance. We're increasing from importance to more important. We're going from glory to glory. Jesus started in a feeding trough in a manger, and he's returning as a a victorious king on a horse. He's going from a glorious, (laughs) quote, glorious feeding trough, which isn't very important, to a man on a horse returning as the king of the world. We're progressing from glory to glory, and the church is holding the light of this world. We are the hope of this world. We're the joy of this world. We're the carriers of peace on this earth. We are the love of God to humanity today. With this prophetic proclamation of year 2021, really, I could say it every year. At the end of 2021, I could say the same thing. The church will be even more important slash significant in 2022, 2023. The Lord shines on us and we take it and we shine to the world. So let's pray this morning. Pray that you just receive his light right now. Lord, we thank you for this good news. We thank you, Jesus, that you have come and that your light is shining even today, especially today. It's shining even brighter (laughs) as this year has felt so dark. Lord, your light is so bright, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for everybody here this morning, Lord, and everybody watching on live stream, Lord. I pray right now, Lord, that your light would just shine in each of our hearts, Lord. We need it right now, five days before Christmas 2020. We just want to receive more and more of your light this week as we continue in this season, Lord. Just receive it. Just put your hand on your heart if you need to. Just say, Lord, enlighten my heart. May the eyes of my heart be filled with light. There's been moments I've felt the darkness and I'm, I'm a part of the church and I felt the darkness. I mean, how much more people not a part of the church, how much more have they felt this darkness? Lord, we thank you that you're here with us. We thank you that you're shining in our hearts. And now, Lord, give us this calling, Lord, that we go out, Lord, and that we speak to people. Lord, give us specific people on our hearts right now, Lord. Give us specific people that we need to share a message with a verse with, love with. Give us specific people, Lord, that you're calling us to, Lord, to step into their darkness and be this light and just simply stand by them and offer them hope, joy, peace, and love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.